Welcome to the E&S Wolves podcast with your host, Nathan Judah, and Wolves correspondent, Tim Spears. Well, hello everybody. Welcome to episode 122. It is the E&S Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, it's gone. Wolves podcast. I'm your horsey host, Nathan Judah. I'm here with Wolverhampton Wanderers reporter, a tired, weary, tipsy, lightheaded, Mr. Timothy Spears. How the devil are you in this fine afternoon? I'm better than you. Oh, oh God, man. I sound horrific. <laughs> What's happened? Well, we're, we're, we're a different location. Um, you know, we, we had a good night last night. It was, as people who haven't heard or seen already, it was the Wolverhampton end of season awards at the International <laughs> Centre. Wolverhampton. <laughs> What's happened to uh, you? Wolverhampton Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> And the season awards. Uh, look, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not in 100% uh, great frame of mind to be honest. <laughs> it's going to be terrible. You are struggling today. I don't a think, little bit. I don't what? think you were that drunk. <laughs> I did. I only had like two or three bottles of Bex at the table. Other beers. Of yeah, course, that's, hence why you're absolutely slaughtered. Yeah, and, uh, and <laughs> I'm going to say I had a couple of gin and tonics, a couple of pink gin and tonics, which actually one of the Wolves media staff got me on, which were pink gin and tonic, delicious, absolutely fantastic, very girly. Uh, is it? Yes, it's yes, a really summery drink, pink, pink gin. gin. Yeah, but it's the way it's, it's it's what the hipsters do now these days. Apparently, well, that's what I got told. <coughs> <laughs> I pull it together. Oh mate! I mean, so if, to be fair, it, 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 it was a late one. It, it was, was a late, late one. one. It was light, it was light when I went to sleep. I am. Um, yeah, the birds were singing. I forgot my earplugs as well, which was steady. In fact, going back <laughs> what, into what, the plural. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it was a good night. Oh, <laughs> oh I was walking in. I was walking. Mate, <laughs> I was walking. One second, let me have a glass of water. Man. I, I was. I would say you could have some of mine, but I've just, just. Let's <laughs> oh, give me one of those. Oh, oh goodness me. <coughs> right, but basically, I'll just I'll just stand. Um, you have li- literally a, a liter of water, a liter of water <laughs> within seconds. Um, anyway, yeah, I was walking. I was walking into the Holiday Inn uh, with a couple of media staff last night at uh, probably about half past three in the morning, quarter to four, as as you can. Oh, this morning, and I asked the lady on reception, "Can I have a couple of large bottles of sparkling water delivered to my room?" Well, the look she gave me. Was one of absolute disgust. They're 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 absolutely in hysterics. I'm like, well, isn't that a normal thing? Do you not do room service? They were like, she was like, there's a vending machine on the first floor, <laughs> and literally stone faced. And so I was like, do they do sparkling water? And she just looked at me and didn't even reply. I'm like, well, that's unbelievable. So the rudeness. But no, it was um, it was a good night, Tim. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and look, so much to talk about. It, yeah. No, it was it was it was it was great. It, it, the, the problem was the twenty-four hour bar, which, yeah. it, which if you know me, you'll never see my eyes light up more than, than the, with the words twenty-four hour bar. I actually thought you were all right last night. Then I've seen the the thumbnail or the video that you, we put out to this afternoon, and uh, yeah, you look slightly. Your eyes have gone pie-eyed. Have they? Well, you've gone. You've, you've had a bottle, of, bottle and a half of red to yourself on the table. Yeah. And then you've gone on from there, and people. That's the thing. That it's great to see. The peeps, yeah, and I love that, and it's yep. one of my favourite bits of it. Yeah, but they kept on buying us drinks. Yeah, what a non-stop. Hardship. Yeah, it was awful. It was. 
And um, of course you've got to accept. You can't decline because that's 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 not very nice. No, I walked into the office this morning mm. feeling quite perky actually, and 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 um, quite a smug that that you were more hungover than me. Yeah, I was more drunk than you. Very much so. Um, but now I've I've regressed now. And do you know what it was? Mm. Before I got to the office, went to the shop for for some supplies. Yes. For the first time in my life. Um, I had a, a can of nourishment. A can of what? A can of nourishment. What's that? It's a drink. A, st- a strawberry. It's like a strawberry milkshake, but it's called nourishment. It's got it written on the side, all your vitamins and minerals that's in it. But it's in an aluminium tin, like a baked bean, baked bean tin. Right. With a ring <clears> on <throat> top. Right. Um, and then it's all. It's in there. It's bizarre. And it's what is it? Is it thick? Is it creamy? No, it's it's just like a just like a, a what's it Yazoo milkshake. Oh, delicious. Yeah, goes really down nice. well. Yeah, yeah, and really, I think it worked. It perked me up. But now, is it got like oats in it and stuff like that? Like a no, breakfast, like an all-in-one breakfast? No, no, a can of nourishment. A can of nourishment. It feels like something you're making up. Worked a treat, honestly. They exist. Right. Okay. Well, I think I need. I think I need four or five of them. <laughs> uh, what, should we? Should we do awards first or or, or um, announcements? Whatever you'd like. Okay, let's do the awards then first. Um, of course, everybody knows by now, so I'm not going to spend too much time on that. But but Jean Martinio, players player of the season, thoroughly deserved and just a pleasure to watch. And and hopefully he'll be he'll be prominent next season as well. Yeah, I think he deserved it for the whole season. Really, as I was saying on the video last night, you know, Doc had his. Great few months. Jimenez came to life, not life, but came, was on fire after Christmas with ten and fifteen. And Jot has been unbelievable since mm. December. But mm. over the course of the whole season, you know, Matinho he only had a slight dip in around autumn time last year, and then the change of formation revitalised him as well. So class act. Interesting that the that the um, the Jimenez won the player award and Matinho won the fans award. And yeah, it probably depends when it's voted for. Do you think that was that was maybe the slight small shock of the night that that Raul won the? Maybe, but then if if the it depends when they did the votes. It's always mm. the way, isn't it? Mm. They might have done the votes at the end of March when Jimenez was absolutely on fire. Yeah, and if they'd done the fan vote then, I think it would have been Jimenez as well. Mm-hmm. So it probably just depends when the vote happened. It's same with the PFA awards. That's why Pogba was up in team of the season. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, because it was the end of his prolific spell. Um, but yeah, obviously Raul got a couple of awards, top scorer as well, and then Ruben Minagra um, got the young got the young player award, and you know thoroughly deserved, really. I thought. Yeah, he's had he's had a great season. Um, Without playing too much, he's had a really good season. Every time he's every time he's played, he's never let himself down. I think it's. Imp- <laughs> we, we, we got a lawnmower situation. <laughs> it's a lawnmower situation. Trying to do a podcast. Come on, man. We're we're at Ketley today, by the way. We're in this the um, the sister offices of the Express and Star. Is that fair to say? Well, we're in the Shropshire Star. The Shropshire Star. That's this where is Shropshire we are. Star headquarters. The second time I've been in here. It's quite nice, actually. It's lovely. It's very nice. Telford's all right, you know. I don't know. I tried to <laughs> I tried to okay. I tried to wander around and try and find a, a decent Costa copy. I couldn't find one. So oh, there's loads around. It took me to um, a community centre, which was like <laughs> we serve Costa, but they don't really. And uh, yeah, it wasn't great. They didn't even do a large either. It's <laughs> right, just okay. medium, medium or small. And then I was like, "Do you have any almond milk?" And then, and then soya milk. And I, again, I got the same stars. What I got stare from what I got from the Holiday Express woman <laughs> last night. So, yeah, not um, ideal. This nourishment, I've just googled it. It's vitamin yeah. A, D, iron, vitamin C, calcium. Yeah, absolutely, honestly, works. How many E numbers in it? Uh, what, what? What's the sugar content? Uh, I bet the sugar content's disgusting. It sounds disgusting. I don't know. Should Calories? I think... Yeah, I want to. I want to know all. You, you said all the good stuff, but there's there's obviously some, you know. Underlying factor that's that can't it can't be that good for you. Uh, Three eighty calories. So not great. It's only four hundred calories. That's absolutely shocking. Sugars fifty. Oh my god! What? Is, that, is that bad? 50, 50 grams of sugars. 
and three hundred and eighty calorie drink. Yeah. Wow, no no wonder you're diabetic. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> no, but hang on, hang on. Nourishment. It says he's got twenty of protein. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah, twenty of protein's not bad, yeah. Uh eight hundred vitamin A. Timothy, three hundred and eighty calories and fifty grams of sugar. Do you know what fifty grams of sugar look like? Uh, maybe that's why I was so perky. It's an, yeah, absolutely bouncing from the walls. <laughs> See, now to, you need to counteract that. You'll go home and have, and have four four cans of Bovril, and you'll be good to go with 50 <laughs> grams of salt as well. That's a good diet. Oh, dear. Uh, what I was talking about. Um, uh, Vinagra. Yeah, I'll tell, yeah. tell you what I was going to say, right, as well. I was thinking about this the other night. Um, is that Vinagra obviously has done great, and there was the whole Zinchenko thing at the start of the season. What you've got to say from the scouting point of view, and, and Zinchenko hadn't really broken into the Manchester City side before that, that if they had signed him, and you know if they had, then he was a little bit of an unknown. But goodness me, he's had a hell of a season because he's he's been a you know a stalwart for the last 10, 15 games playing at left wing back, and if it just shows that the the kind of scouting system from Wolves, I mean, they know what they're doing, don't they? Yeah, they've probably got a bit lucky. Conversely, with Zinchenko kind of saying no and that, mm. and that falling through at the last minute. But what um, I'm saying is he's obviously done very well. He's not someone who's, who's fallen off the wayside in Man City and he's still, you know, playing the under-23s or playing no. the reserve teams. He's obviously very, you know, very good. Yeah, but I'm not sure he's the type of character that Wolves won in the squad. So Agreed. I think it's a blessing in disguise. But yeah, left wing-back's Wolves' his best, best position for me. Ryan no, his best what? <laughs> uh, Ryan Giles is the perfect third choice. Yeah. A really promising under-23 player mm-hmm. who can drop in. And like I say, he'll 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 only get better next season. And with, yeah. the, with the with the reserves going into that Premier League, you know, the top Premier League thing, that's going to help people like Ryan Giles. It is. <laughs> okay. Uh, going off a tangent there, right? So uh, those are the awards, and and of course there were other awards as well tonight. But we we've only got a short space of time. I do apologise last week for going an hour and a half. That was really poor. But I think a lot of people enjoyed the Old Gold podcast, Old Gold Club podcast. I think people liked a bit of a crossover and a guest and a different voice. It was know. great to hear from them. I enjoyed them, to be fair. Well, we got our highest numbers since transfer deadline day. Did we? Yes, we did. Don't I tell you? No, you didn't tell me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best best figures since January. How many did we get? Around a prox. Can you remember? Uh, about 50,000. Uh, 50,000? <laughs> I don't know. We did, we did well. Oh, Thank, excellent. That's everybody. good to know. Thank you very much. And a pleasure to, to get Mikey and Chris on there. Hopefully we'll see them sooner rather than later yep. uh, so three big announcements from Mr Laurie Dalrymple uh, we'll go We'll go with Megastore first Megastore Tim not opening up in Briley Hill not opening up in Dudley not opening up in Birmingham opening up in Shanghai China bebe I mean it's amusing that they had to close the Dudley Street store a couple of years ago because they weren't selling enough stuff um, and yet they see fit to open one in China as well as a, a host of pop-up stores around the country, right. one like Nanjing and a couple of other places. Mm. So massive thing. It's all Fosun led, and it's not. It's not just about selling shirts. It's about this fashion range that they want to introduce. Oh right, okay. And they're kind of suggesting one day maybe this fashion range mm. will make as much money as, as the club. Now it's extremely optimistic, um, but hey, they dream big and they deliver. So um, you can't knock them for trying. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll see what it is. Um, obviously, you know these guys know, know what they're doing. Fosun have got their fingers in a lot of uh, Pies. noodles. Um, wow, you can't say that. You can't say that when we're over there either. You can't say What's that. What's wrong with you that? You can't say those analogies. They don't know what you're not are. Gonna, they're not going to literally. You're literally going to get arrested. <laughs> not for that. <laughs> um, so. Um, it's a massive thing, and the location I'm told is extremely um, sort of prestigious. Yeah. In the Bund. <laughs> it just sounds hilarious. That, in the Bund. <laughs> um, 
near near to Foston HQ in Shanghai. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be huge. I'm sure they'll have a very glitzy opening with the players mm-hmm. um, during the Asia Trophy week. So you know, hopefully, we'll be there as well. Good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. I don't think I think Man United maybe in Liverpool. I've got a shop out there, but it's pretty rare. So do you think it'll be successful? As in, like it's, people it's buying so shirts? Or is, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We don't know how many fans they've got in China, but they've mm. obviously done their market research. They're not just opening it for the <clears> sake of it. No, it's part of a new shopping district, I think, and they've they've got one of the first kind of flagship stores in there. So fair play. Um, a lot of people asking about the kit launch this year. Do you feel that we might see the brand new kit? For that China one, I mean, I'm just speculating, but can you see that have, happening? Yeah, I've absolutely no info on this at all yet, yeah. but I wouldn't be surprised if they launched it in China. They've no. got a lot planned for that week. We're going to be busy, busy bees, aren't we? Yeah, there's a lot going on off mm-hmm. the field, you know, and and absolutely rightly so. This is Foson's chance to show Wolves off. Yeah, finally, first time they've been over there. So. If if they did, um, if they didn't, well, we'll obviously come onto that later in the podcast about whether they made European football on the short time they've got from the end of that tournament to what potentially could be uh, a first round qualifier or second round qualifier I'm not exactly sure but on that Thursday night the three or four days break if they're going to be all over the shop in China with two games and and, and media you know press conferences and Mm. promotional events for Fosun is that not the ideal preparation going into something that, that could be huge for the club no of course it's not ideal of course it's not but they've got to go to China at some point they have to. They nearly went at the end of last season. Didn't happen. Got to go. Yeah, they have to. Uh, um, this is it. This is this is this is what being a big club is all about. Mm-hmm. Arsenal went to Dubai. Yeah, during the season, I think about March time, mm-hmm. for a friendly in Dubai, Glit- glitzy glamour game. Yeah, we see we see a lot of winter tours now. We see end of season promotional tours from the big six. I think Man City but, have gone to New York, or they're going to New York go. as well very That's, quickly. This is where Wolves want to be. This yeah. is what they're going to have to get used to. And Matt Doherty said after the game on on Sunday, you know, I was talking to him about his summer. Mm-hmm. He's got ten days off now. Okay. Then he goes for a training camp with Ireland, which I'm sure he can't wait. <sighs> wow. about. Then he's got two games, and then he finishes on June the 11th, and then back again. In theory, he'd be back three or four weeks later. Yeah. With Wolves juice. Yeah. So. But however, he said, you've got to embrace it. It's, yeah, a, it's course, a short yeah. career. Yeah, absolutely. None of these players, none of these players can guarantee that they're going to be at Wolves in two, three years' time, no. even if they want to be. Yeah. Because of the direction that Wolves are travelling. For sure. It, even someone like Jimenez might not be good enough for mm-hmm. Wolves. Mm-hmm. So so what I'm trying to say is, it's a short career. They've got to embrace it and enjoy it. And I think they are. They're all still on that crest of a wave that, that's been generated since last season. It's new <clears> for a lot of the players. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll I'm sure they look forward to going to China. Yeah. It's a shame that they're going to be away from their families for a long time. But hey, this is, this, like I said, this job they've chosen. And th- we'll see more of this. You know, Mexico. Wolves are huge in Mexico now. Yeah. Huge. They're massive, massive. In massive ter- in, in Mexico. Terms of num- in terms of numbers, social media numbers and, and the excitement being generated over there. So um, if they want to make loads of money and become a global force, we've got to get used to it. Um, yeah, absolutely. But, but of course you're right, mate. It's not It's not ideal preparation. Um, the draw will be very... If, 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 if. Mm. Mm. If they're in the Europa League, the draw will be very interesting. As you say, it's China, and then five days later, it's Europe. So that could be at Molyneux. Yeah. That could be in Scandinavia. That could be in southern Portugal. Mm-hmm. Or it could be in yeah. eastern Russia and, and just hop hop over the border if that's possible. Um, <laughs> I don't think you can quite hop over the border. Yeah, but you know a couple what I mean? of bullets in you. In, in, wow! Wow! You can't Stop hop over it. the border. Okay, all right. Uh, so, so that that will change the logistics of the travel plans. They they may stay in China and then hang sure. around, hang around there, and then go to the Europa League game, wherever that is. So. They, they might uh, as, as may we uh, absolutely fingers crossed. Well, they might be in Aberdeen as well. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, it is very, it's very difficult to say, but you've, you've done a bit of research, and I'm sure we'll look into that, and you'll be planning about what clubs they, they could face if, um, if, if, if well, they do the job on Saturday. So we're doing one more, aren't we, podcast? Yeah, definitely doing one more. We're yeah. doing one next week. We might, so yeah, one, one, Is it our last one next week? Uh, yeah. Last one next week. If if they're if they're in Europe, we'll go through all the teams that have qualified. Okay. And I'll, I'll probably do an article on the website as well to to see which. Oh, be nice for you to write something on the website once in a while. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> if um, so, we'll see what the permutations are and who they could face. I guess the good thing, and it's obviously looking looking f- a long way down the line, that it is going to be a short summer as was last year for a lot of them with the World Cup, but. If they can get through and this, and like you say, ride this crest of a wave and get deep into the Europa League or get into the group stages, that winter break this year, <laughs> they could, you know, that winter break could, be, could prove crucial, really. Yeah, you love the winter break, don't you? You've I spoke, do love a winter break. You've it quite a lot. Have yeah, I? Yeah, you've mentioned it a few times, yeah. Okay, maybe it's, maybe it's a bit of Game of Thrones banter, you see. Again, something for, <laughs> something for next week, but... They they have the potential to, to do something decent in the competition. Number one announcement, Chinese megastore. Number two yep. announcement, let's talk about the South Bank. Mm. Rail seating. Mm. Explain, please, Massive, Tim. massive. Um, huge national news for me. The first club in the country to take mm. out a whole stand with rail seats. First club in the top two tiers to introduce rail seats of, of any kind. So they've looked at the change of legislation. They've, they've been sort of been at the forefront of this for a long time. I remember when they did a scouting trip via the fans' parliament to Celtic a few years ago now. It's something they've always talked about and looked at, and if the opportunity was there to do it, then they've always said they would do. The opportunity has now arisen because the Green Guide, which is called, uh, which um, is sort of like, um, not law, but but sort of legislation and rules on from the safety ground advisory board yeah uh, sorry I forget the official name of it's it fine. but anyway they, they, set, they, know they, are. they set the rules on, on safety in, in stadiums in the country and they've said you can now have seats with rails in between okay. so the South Bank is still going to be a seated stand right everyone everyone should sit down yeah but nobody sits down and it's that's been the case in the South Bank since as long as I can remember so you don't think they should have been consulted the fans or they, be they some, were they, oh, were. they were and they, they, there won't be any fans who I guess they've got the opportunity to move if they want to if they don't like the, the new the new situation I'd, like I said they all stand anyway so I don't see mm-hmm. why anyone would not like standing a bit in a more of a safer environment so what's the difference um, then I mean I know I asked you on the video last night for people who haven't watched it yeah, I don't blame them but I, did, I didn't research it at five in the morning mate before I went to sleep okay. so <laughs> if you're going to ask me again you, 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 you get the same did you go to sleep at five did you yeah I, was, I couldn't sleep I couldn't sleep. My head was buzzing because I was working until twelve, really, and then yeah. straight on the source, and then. And you got your selfie as well. Selfie. Oh, with Bobby Plant. Yeah. Oh, oh, Bob, was, oh Bobby, now is it? That oh, was, Bob. That was unbelievable. I was just I was walking in. I was a bit late, wasn't I? Um, Shock. And um, he was just stood outside with one of the Wolves directors, John Bowater. So I just just I went to say hello to John, really hoping that he. Oh would, please. Ho- hoping that he would then kind of pass me on to Robert Plant, which he did. All right, John. Him. Can other bloke? Can you give me a picture, of me and John Bywater, please? You told <laughs> but, the camera. It's, it's Bywater. Ah, yeah, that's him. Anyway, um, so yeah, he was lovely. We, we were having a good chat. He was saying how he, he was saying how pretty much four years ago, to the day or something, he was he he was doing a show in America, and then I think he said he was cut it short to go to um, where was it? Uh, Scunthorpe away or somewhere rubbish like that when, when we're in League One basically yeah. so he can't believe the turnaround he's just absolutely loving it absolutely uh, loving it he is and didn't he say he's loving the expression star coverage <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I, do you know, I was so starstruck, I can't remember how it you went. Were, but you said this last year, you brought your LPs or whatever it was last year, and you were nervous, and you I were know. like, you were like, oh my God, do I go up? And then you had to get bullied to go up yeah. to get a signature for you, I and know. it was like, oh, mate. Know. I've no. never seen you like that before, apart no. from with me, you know, you, <laughs> that's it. Because he can be he can be quite touchy and fiery with yeah. fans. He doesn't like giving out autographs because people bootleg his stuff. Is it worth a bit then? You know, it? he'll sign a... Is it worth it? I don't know. Yes, he's a he's a rock god. Forty nine ninety nine buy it now at eBay. He'll sign something a vinyl and then people will then boot sell it off on For eBay. How much? I don't know how much. Like hundred quid, hundreds or thousands. Shut up. So he wants to. He doesn't like signing stuff, and he can can be like I said, can be a bit fiery and just so no. And he's had I think he's had a running with the Express and Star in the past. Right. So that's not, why not was, with us though. No. So that's why I was sort of a bit nervous. Mm. Plus, I absolutely adore the guy. I've got all his albums. I think he's, I think he's unbelievable. You don't want someone to crush your dreams when you go up to him and, he, and he's like, no. And do you know what? Him and Bully probably my two heroes growing up, and <laughs> had the <laughs> incredible pleasure. To Three here with Dave speak, speak to Bully at very good <laughs> Bully at length and Rob Plant a few times and they're just lovely guys. They are good guys, aren't and they? It, Which is great. It's because they're Black Country boys. They're all like that. All the famous guys and girls from the Black Country. They're mm. all down to earth. Who's not? They made a good stock around here. Well, who's got a huge ego? Oh, please. You can douche off. No, but you know, I wasn't even going to go down that line. Who, well, who's got a huge ego from the Black Country? Yeah. Susie Perry. Oh. I mean, come on. I tell you what. <laughs> She's forgotten n- her roots. Non-stop on Twitter now. All of a sudden, trying to, trying to get a nephew to take our jobs. Unbelievable. <laughs> no, they're all brilliant. Susie, Beverly Knight, Noddy Holder. They're all um, Denise uh, Lewis. They're Jackie. All Jackie Oatley. They're all just very down-to-earth people. Yeah. Which is lovely, isn't it? Because it's nice. It is it's nice. Lovely. It's a pleasure. And we spent, a, you know... Spent a few hours with um, some of them at the bar last night. It was very, very good. Uh, number three, number three, number three. Did we? Yes. Who? Well, you, you don't remember, do you? <laughs> uh, number three. Number three. Number three is my... Stadium. Is my, is, well, just to finish off on the rail seats, okay. um, it'd be the whole South Bank. Capacity's mm. going to be the same, and it's happening this summer. Okay. Fantastic. And it will be in for pre-season or yeah. the first game? Or yeah, I can't imagine it's a huge job. No. It's just seat replacements. It's not part of... The stadium redevelopment, mm-hmm. which is what we're going to next. Don't which, say that to the building group. We're putting that up, by the way. It's only a small <laughs> job. The um, the pictures are sexy. Oh, baby! I um, I was told that they were good before I'd seen them, and they they when I, when I got that email, they blew me away. To be honest, they look phenomenal. The stadium looks gorgeous. It really, really does. Um, it's a weird one because normally when you get stadium artist impressions. That's backed up by an announcement that work's going to start so-and-so. Yes. This is going to be the capacity. This is when it's going to be finished. There was none of that. This was sort of a, a glimpse into the future. And the club were kind of you know keen to point out to me that it's this, this isn't going to happen in two, three years. It might not happen for a decade. But this is kind of where we're aspiring to be. So what's so, the difference between now and, and what Steve Morgan put together, you know, saying well, yeah, this is going to happen in 10 yeah, years' just, time? Just, um, what, what's different from the actual architectural yeah, point of view? Yeah, Just just the, the, their own take on it and their, and, their, and their design. I mean, not not a huge amount of difference, potentially. There's um, a few people picking picking things with, you know, yeah, with the out, out you know. But that's what I mean. Periphery. I'm not, yeah. It's I'm more sure, just concentrating on the stadium itself, do you feel? It. I'm sure they've spent a lot of time on this, but, but like I said, there's no kind of substance to back this up. Yeah. This is, this is like I said, it's a vision it's a bit of a strange one, really, but a, a vision for the future. This is what they potentially want Molyneux to look like. I mean, the single-tier massive South Bank, that, I think that was part of Steve Morgan's plans. That that looks phenomenal. Yeah, it looks unbelievable. So we'll see. And I've interviewed both Jeff Shee and Laurie Dalrymple in the last week, 
both extensively, spent a lot of time with, with both gentlemen. Um, very grateful that they gave up their time to do that. Um, they both spoke about stadium redevelopment and we'll see what happens. I mean, it's mm. the rail seats this summer. Mm. The plan is to start the Steve Bull next summer. Okay. But that's not set in stone. There's a, lot, there's a lot of work to do. There's discussions <clears throat> to be had with the council. It's not an easy job. Anyone who's walked around the back of that Steve Bull stand will know there's not a lot of room around there. There's not a lot of room in general. So mm. I'm sure I would I would hazard a guess that Foson's preference would to, would be to build a purpose-built stadium yeah. near the M54 out of town and they can do the casino, the hotels yeah. and everything. However, I think they know there's too much emotional attachment to the home of Wolves is that is Molyneux um, so they've got to find a way around it and I think that's what's taken a bit of time however the message from both gentlemen was the team's the priority Yeah, the squad's the priority we've got to build a team first we think we're here to stay in the Premier League so the stadium doesn't have to be built tomorrow does it because you know we want to get it done we want to get it right and we don't want it to have an impact on the team Absolutely. so from both those interviews extremely extremely interesting lots of great stuff to come out of it and um, you can read all about it in, in the coming weeks well, great night. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was it was, yeah. it was, it was top draw, as was last year's. Uh, I'll tell you what my favourite part of the night was, Tim. Go on. The notorious mm. Table 93. Mm. Mm. <laughs> table 91 from last year, 93 this year. There's some crazy cats on that table. Yeah, I remember the more... Yeah, last year I was just walking through the venue and just, just heard these screams shrieks yeah shrill shrieks and um yeah this crazy party table <laughs> who just wanted like pictures galore yeah great value oh i mean i wish the i wish they were you, on our table yeah that's the table you want to be at and then yeah you, you so you you noticed them first this year didn't you yeah a young lady collared me got me over um spent a bit of time with them absolutely lovely group of people um like i said they're on table 93 so they all had binoculars looking out to the stage um, where we were, <laughs> but um, no, that, that's the table. That's the party table. That's the table you want to be on at a wedding. You know, you're in your wedding, and, and you're used to you know going just just invite for one um, rather than another. So you're going into one of those tables at the very back of a wedding, and uh, you know there's a group here. You want to be on that table. I'm that's glad, the table glad you're laughing at your own jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no, nothing wrong being invited single, singly to a wedding. It's fine. It's no problem. It was. Um... What? Mm-hmm. I don't, I've don't. i never been to a wedding on my own. Have you not? No. I've been to a wedding on my own. Have you? Yeah, I loved it. You take, take your chicken chow mein. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was it was a great night. The bar was open until, what, two in the morning? Yeah. Lots of, lots. We met some really nice people. Um, some some absolute diamonds who, who were telling us how much they love the podcast. We're so grateful. Yeah. We really are. It, Thank it, you so much. And um, I do love meeting them and they go, oh, it's Paul 458WFC. I'm like, oh yeah, Paul, how's it going? <laughs> you remember me, Tinker Taylor, 111? Yeah, of course I can, yeah. I, I, I just love the amount of people that come up to me and say, how the hell do you put up with this guy? There was quite a lot of that, I should <laughs> yeah, be fair. a lot of that. <laughs> Uh, no, it was great. Um, right, quick one then. Liverpool. Obviously, this seems, seems like a long time ago. Liverpool. Liverpool two, Wolves nil. Uh, first of all, I'm glad I was at the game because um, at uh, 11:30, I thought the kickoff was 5:30. Had a little panic attack and dashed up the the wherever it is. M62. So in the last few in the last few weeks, yes. you've gone to the wrong yeah, ground. I've, I've struggled in the last few weeks. Gone to the wrong ground. Yeah. You forgot your camera. Yes. And now you didn't know what time kickoff was. Yeah, it's not great, is it? What's wrong with you? I think it should be a long season, mate. I need to, I need to rest. I need to I need to relax. I need to get a little bit of of sand, sea, and um and sangria. We've only had thirty eight games in the Premier League. Oh yeah, it's, but it's not that though. It's not is as it? much of a slog as the Championship. It is a slog. I, is I, it? This was this was a longer slog for me than the Championship season. Was it? Yeah, because there's a lot more pressure in it. There's a lot more going on. 
Yeah, right. Anyone no? think you've done some work? Wow. Ha, 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 Incredible. Um, look, they didn't play bad on the day, though, did they? And they could have, no, could have come fine. away with something. Yeah, probably should have got a point. Players, <laughs> players were disappointed. I can tell this, the summary's going to be short when you like that. <laughs> yeah, fine, yeah, let's move no, on to something else. No one else, cares yeah. anymore. No one cares, no one no, cares. No, they played really well. Pot or not, I'm going to bin a pot or not. That's fine, okay. Bin that off, okay. It was a surreal day. It was a pleasure to be part of it. Would you have the wanted them to race? win the title just to be in that stadium if they'd won it or not? Were you not too bothered? If if the result had to be 2-0 to Liverpool, yes. then yeah, totally. Okay. And I, I wanted Liverpool to win the title. I didn't. Didn't you? No. It's really divides people, this. People just seem to hate Liverpool fans and they're gloating on Twitter. Every club does that, including Wolves. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But then it will, there was a bit of unnecessary needle in the in the stands. Liverpool get booed. I'm, I kind of miss this a little bit. I, yes, I think. You yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you want to explain why? Well, accreditation came through and obviously this was the, the game that the, the world was watching. So... Unfortunately, there was a lot of people um, trying to trying to get accreditation for the the said game, and I was missed off the list um, due to well, the fact you, you that I asked mi- for video. You weren't, you weren't missed off. Well, you, I was you, not included. You, you, you were rejected. I was right? rejected because <laughs> <laughs> like... I apply I apply differently to to what Tim and Joe do. I have to apply for print and video. Obviously, there was a there was too many of that going on. Although, judging by some of the characters that were in there in the stands, I don't think there was a lot of media activity going on. Well, um, I should should say. I think I said in the video the other day, this is probably the most watched Wolves game maybe of all time. Yeah. The viewing figures would have been huge, but the media presence was the, was certainly the biggest of, of this season mm. for a Wolves game. There were 21 broadcast interviews after the match um, that Jurgen Klopp would have had to fulfil. Yeah. Nuno obviously didn't do, have to do that many yeah. because Wolves lost and they weren't the story. Yeah. Um, he did have to do a press conference though. Yes, he did. Um, so... Uh, yeah. Nuno's not known for doing his one-on-one interviews been quite open about that never really kind of sat down for a one-on-one with the Express no, Star no. Um, but he has now because um, <laughs> little Joe Edwards managed to get get the scoop um, he was the only only reporter mm-hmm. to attend Nuno's post-match press conference I think someone turned up halfway through and then yeah. joined in but there's a great picture you may have seen on Twitter of just Joe um, in, a, in a room of, of 100, 200 chairs <laughs> and, uh, and Nuno's eyes lit up as ideal for him, again, as we've spoken about on the podcast extensively, he doesn't exactly enjoy his media duties. I would so, have loved him to give Joe a hard time, just on one-on-one, <laughs> would have been quite funny. But there were some people saying, oh, what a disgrace, this is embarrassing. Come on, the, the Liverpool players were still doing the lap of honour at this yeah, point, and they were saying stuff on the pitch, so all the press was still sat in the stands. Yeah. What, Wolves aren't the story, mm-hmm. especially after losing 2 0. Sure. So I don't really see the problem. No, it's good getting him, getting him, getting him. Uh, To be fair, Mourinho used to do that quite a lot, isn't If they'd had a bad result or knew it was going to be bad, he yeah. would literally walk off the pitch and he'd go straight yeah, into yeah, the yeah. press conference room to he get it over and done with yeah. and catch them out. I said, right, go. And if someone doesn't yeah. say anything, they're out. And he yeah. said, I was there. That wasn't the case this time. It, no. was, it was a good few minutes after. But it would have been the same for any club outside the top six, mm. except for Everton that were playing that day. It was not a slight on, sure. on Wolves. But anyway, I did get a seat in the end. I snuck up at half-time and yes, uh, did, there, was, yeah. there was a spare seat for me there. So but yeah, but yeah, so there well. was a bit of unnecessary needle. The Liverpool fans constantly booing the Wolves, Wolves players whenever they had the ball, which I'm sure was kind of a, a, a tactic to try and put Wolves off. But right. it just felt a bit overly kind of heated and Wolves took umbrage to that and started celebrating the Man City goals and chatting about Raheem Sterling, which is quite funny. And bits and bobs, so it was all it was all a bit kind of heated off mm. the field, really. But I know I quite wanted Liverpool to, to win the title. I just I always like someone different to win it personally. Yeah. Uh, should we go some questions, Tim? But yeah, it was a good game. Wolves should have got a point. I thought Doxy was outstanding. Cody was very good, and Bolly, Bolly was very good. Bolly, yeah. yeah. Uh, I tell you what, though, I don't know if you've seen this on Twitter yesterday, um, but I, I was absolutely saddened to hear that someone's retiring from Twitter. Do you see this? No. 
Wolf Gravy leaving Twitter. Why? Wolf Gravy leaving Why? Twitter. He, um, he announced his retirement yesterday. I was absolutely gutted. Um, got to say really? thank you. Yeah. Um, got to say thank you so much to all the stuff that he puts out. I did say hopefully you might come out of retirement in, in January. or Sorry, in January. In China, in July. Uh, maybe because we, we miss him, we miss his preseason bants, and uh, hopefully, hopefully he comes back soon. Why is he? Um, why is he leaving Twitter? I think he. I think with a lot of the amazing stuff he puts out there, I think he's getting some messages saying um, for rights images and, and doctoring and all that kind of thing. So photoshopping. So that's frustrating. So he's had oh, enough that's of it. Pathetic. But it's ridiculous, isn't it? If- for, any, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, a lot of the fantastic Photoshop images of me and Nathan that have come out in the, since Austria pre-season really at the start of last season have been the work of Wolf Gravy who's, yes. who's a bit of a genius he's, he's superb absolutely love his stuff use it um, for the diary all the time oh, what a shame I know hopefully he'll come back hopefully he might make an appearance in pre-season in a different guise oh yeah maybe, maybe, maybe private DM us Wolf Gravy we miss you uh, right questions should we take some questions yeah okay here we go um, K Miss K Wright is first up and she asks uh, good question. With how Watford's form went downhill after the semi-final with them finishing 11th in the end, in hindsight, Tim, would you take losing like we did again to be where we are now and one City a win away from Europe? Mm, that's a good one. It is a good one. That's a good one. I mean, I give Watford no chance of winning that game. Mm-hmm. The way that they've tailed off. Played their first team against West Ham, got hammered. Hammered. Absolutely smashed all over the park. To pieces. So I don't, I don't give him a prayer. Unless... Paul Bass got his red card rescinded, yeah. which I thought was generous. I mean, I, I think it was a harsh red card, but uh, you know, there might have been a sympathy vote or two there gone in. Yeah, unless um, unless City have been on the source all week, I don't see them yeah. not winning. So, so would Wolves have had a much better chance if they tailed off like Watford and were now in the cup final? Probably not. It's a hard one for City to win the treble. They'll be motivated. For Absolutely. It. And look, even if even if they're resting a few of the people who played in the last couple of games, then goodness me, What's you've got likes yeah. of Sané and Mares and, and and that. But it's a one-off game to win the FA Cup. How, it is. How can you give up that chance to finish seventh? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think I'd still take the FA Cup final. Really? Yeah. Even if there was just a twenty percent chance of winning the cup final. Okay. I'd 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 rather do that. I guess if you're going to win the FA Cup in the next few years, then you're going to have to beat a big team realistically, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, one of, of the top one, of the top three or four in the country. Well, but the, yeah, the thing is with Wolves though, is as they get bigger, hopefully that they'll I think they'll rest more players for the FA Cup. Yeah. Think, you know, Nuno went with a strong eleven this year. Agreed. Sort of had to, but if the squad gets bigger, oh yeah, I think there'll be a lot more rotation, and they'll be one of those teams that gets. Dumped, dumped out in dumped the third out, or fourth yeah. away, yeah, away especially at Bristol Rovers. Well, well, especially if they're in the Europa League, mm-hmm. the cup competitions next season are going to be are going to be third and fourth priorities. Yeah. Well, Will Norris is delighted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, Simon Ricard, the artist's impressions of the new stadium vision are highly impressive. If all goes according to plan, how far down the track do you think they will have in mind for it to be fully delivered? If you had to put um, a year on it now, Tim, <sighs> then what would you think? Oh, obviously, that question really, really enticed you. <laughs> Sorry, Sai. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I'm very tired. I'm very tired. Me. I'm flagging now. This room's too stuffy. I'm flagging. We can't open a window either. It's just nightmare. Why don't you take your jacket off, man? Uh, yeah, no, good shout, yeah. Um, what's the question? Sorry. Wow. I oh, know, I know. But I, I can't. Give me, give me a year if you think it. I can't rewind time. You're just going to have to ask me again. Turn back time. If I could. No? Rewind time. No. Do do. Do you remember turn back time? Don't bring me more share. You're on about share at the weekend. You're obsessed. 
Um, <laughs> Shut you up, didn't it? I did. Yeah, I was talking to I was talking to our managing director about attending share concert last night. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how that's how much drink I was having. Um, no, he's asking. You know, what do you think to, for it to be fully delivered? The the, the new stadium. The picture. Yeah. When what does would the you say? What would reality? you say? Yeah. Give me a timeline now. If they, if they are going to do it, and let's say they do do it in the future, and that's going to be the finished product, what would you say? Twenty twenty seven. Twenty twenty seven. Eight years. Okay. We'll be gone by then. <laughs> <laughs> if they're not starting the Steve Ball till next year, that yeah. takes two years. Then the South Bank a year. That Billy Wright job looks like a big one. Mm. So uh, yeah, that eight. Billy Wright job looks like a big one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sven Bullock. Sven, 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 with Wolves needing to find a way to break down, Sven, you're an idiot, the bottom half teams on a more consistent basis, do you think there is a possibility we could see Jota in an advanced midfield role in a 3-5-2 with a new striker alongside Jimenez? Nah. Okay, moving on. Uh, really, I think that's you're in disgrace today. I think that's a fair point. No special, yeah, yes, yeah, I quite like it actually. We're taking more time taking the mick out of his name than it was answering the question. <laughs> Paul Lappage, uh, who was your play of the season based on? He's now got his chin on the keyboard. Who was your play of the season based on your pre-match rate? Oh, match ratings in the Express and Star. Oh. Player ratings. Yeah, I mean you did that last time because you were enthusiastic last season. Have you done it this year? <laughs> You're not bothered this year, are you? I can't be asked. I'm right. Wow! I'm right. <laughs> I mean, no. I started off struggling in this podcast and I've perked up. You've gone completely in the other I'm, direction. I'm writing it. I've got six days to write a book. Oh. Six days. Oh, and one second. Let me get. Ten grand bonus. Thanks very much. I've got six days. My heart bleeds. The the, the book the book's deadline. The, so, the book. So, so we mentioned this last week. Do, doing a book again. Book of the season. Can't wait. Please um, mention book more times. <laughs> and it's coming out in early June. Same same deal as last year, but better and brilliant. Um, but same and, price. But same price, good man. This is why you're the salesman. Yeah. Um, but the guy that I do it with, a guy called Simon Hill, who's who's a, a master designer, um, absolute genius he is. I love him more than you, actually. He's pissing off to uh, the Mediterranean. Right. For a I need week. to stop you in this podcast, right? Because <laughs> I'm I'm not feeling great. I'm got editing time today. You can't keep on using profanities. Oh come on! It's you, you said shit last no, week. No, I didn't know. Did. I edited it out. Did you listen to it last night, last week? It was an hour and a half. Yeah, really exactly, you haven't listened to it now. I didn't edit it out, but I was just double checking to see if you listened to it. <laughs> and, okay, so Super Simon yeah. is leaving for a week, yeah. right in the middle of this deadline to do the book, to go to the Med. The med oh, Club a, Med. On a cruise. On Wolf. So so the so the deadline's unbelievable now. So I, haven't got, I will endeavour to do all this end of season stuff. I, I will put the player ratings together, mm-hmm. but there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that Jamatino will top the list. Okay. Michael Maguire, with Wolves' women team now training in Compton, are there aspirations for them to get a professional league? Or yeah. into a professional league? I certainly sorry. hope so. So, yeah, yeah, so they're going to train at Compton. Um, they don't have to pay to play anymore, which, is, which is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. And that's from the, from the first team all the way down to the girls' teams. So it seems like it's moving in the right, in the right direction, which it has to. It has to, you know. You don't like calling out, calling out Wolves on stuff if, um, unnecessarily, but, sure. yeah, they need to do more for the women's team. Dan Southall, Wolf in Derby. Will pre-season games be affected if Wolves are involved in the Europa League? Yeah, Do you totally, think the clubs? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I tell you what. I'll just, I'll just, <laughs> I'll just wait here. You just answer what you want to do. I'll give you a four, five, four, five lines or four, or five words, and then you just try and think what the actual question is. Carry on. 
Do you think the club will reduce pre-season games and use and use the qualifying rounds as more competitive pre-season games, giving everyone extra minutes? Should we qualify? I think you have to because if you're going to do a normal full pre-season yeah. before the Europa League, mm-hmm. you have to start in mid-June. Sure, so it's obviously not it's not feasible. There's a point. There's a point to make here. The internationals are a, are a hindrance. You've got the African Cup of Nations this summer. Yeah. Um, normally in the winter, it's for the summer for the first time this year. It's in Egypt mm-hmm. in July. It it's, it's, sounds ridiculous to me. I'm sure yeah. it's not very cool. So you've got Sais there. Morocco will go quite deep in the competition. You've got the Gold Jake. Cup. Um, the, the Gold Cup. Cheltenham. <laughs> Do you know, I was trying to find, I kept Googling Gold Cup to try and find out some info about this tournament. Yeah. It was just bloody horse racing. Of course it was, yeah. Um, so Mexico are in that. They tend to rest a few first-teamers because it's not a massive prestigious tournament. Yeah. But apparently Javier Hernandez won't be playing because his wife's expecting a child, mm-hmm. which means that Jimenez is probably going to be in the squad, apparently. So that's that's a few weeks for him this summer. Yeah. Finagra's in the Under-20 World Cup. I mean, that'd be good development. Mm-hmm. Gibbs White in the possibly in the Euro under twenty ones. They've suggested he might get a call up. Everyone's doing internationals in in early June. You've got the Nations League for Portugal. They're in the finals. Sure. Two massive games in early June. These guys are going to be knackered. So yeah, of course. So they're all going to have different pre season schedules. They're all going to come back at different times. Mm-hmm. Sace will presumably be the last to come back. As maybe Jimenez. So the under twenty three is going to have a big role to play. They're out in Hong Kong at the moment mm-hmm. for a Hong Kong sevens tournament. Yeah. So yeah, these players need some downtime. Yeah, and uh, if if they are in that Europa League first round, which is only a few days afterwards, I can see the final, the third, fourth playoff being a pretty much a twenty-three side. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna have to. They can't. They can't. They're all gonna. They they will all. Yeah, they will all go to China if they're if they're around. But they'll play them in one game. Yeah, maybe not another. You're right. Uh, Tommy, uh, so if you think Andrew Star toned down his natural personality, he would have stood a chance on kids' TV. Do you think so? It's one for you, mate. I think. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'd go back on Kids TV. Would you watch me? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Would you really? I can imagine. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. You're too creepy to do it now. Wow, <laughs> that's disgraceful. So turn that back now. Uh, uh, and you know what? Will Nathan's batting bowling score be when he plays cricket? Oh yeah, I am. I'm coming back out of semi-retirement and going to play cricket. I think for a, a few weeks of the season. Um, in in June, in mm. June, while you're going to see your festivals. Mm. Uh, apparently, I got told off by a couple of people that I had to go. At, I didn't know who Tool was. It Tool was after Did you? this. Yeah, good. yeah, totally good. I, I thought you honestly. I thought you were making it up. They're huge, mate. I guarantee you that that less than fifty percent, less than fifty. Sorry, <laughs> about fifty to sixty percent of people listen to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> will not know who Tool is. Ah, oh. I guarantee you. <laughs> I guarantee you. Okay. Uh, see how many Twitter followers they got. Oh, yeah. it's only two hundred twenty thousand. Who's that? The tool. Two. Oh, that's not very much. Okay. Anyway, carry on. Okay. Um, do do do. I'm trying to work. Out. I haven't really screened these, so there's some of the terrible questions. Keep them coming, guys. <laughs> uh, oh, Finley. Uh, what's the best bit for you of any podcast this season? Have a great holiday, you and Nathan. Says Finley. Well, I think we can say. What we're doing? Oh yes, yeah. yeah. So we're going to do for the first time. It's something we've always wanted to do, really, but just never been asked. Um, we're going to do a, a compilation of the season, uh, all of our best bits. Um, it'll take some. It'll take some work to put it together, uh, but we'll get someone else to do it. <laughs> it's going to um, be about a fifteen-minute podcast. <laughs> no, we're going to rope in. Uh, uh, he doesn't know about it yet, um, but Luke Atfield's going to do it for us. Um, so we don't See? have to do any of the work. Excellent. Yes. He's going to tell him when to start and finish it. Cut it and chop it together. Are we actually going to give him a credit? 
<laughs> this is the credit he's getting. Um, so yeah, we're going to do a compilation of best bits, um, none of which will make it from this podcast. Um, Good yeah, God, no. That'll be out in a couple of weeks anyway. Yeah, um, it will be. We want you guys to send us, if you can email us, whatever your one of your favourite bits have been this season, whether it's funny, whether it's bad, whether it's good, whether it made you laugh, made, it, made you cry. Um, and just send it in, and then obviously we'll have a look at it, because we, we forget some of the stuff as well, don't we? So we want our, our memory jogged before yeah. we put it together. Yeah. Um, so looking forward to that. It should be a fun one. Uh, any couple more questions? Okay, let's have a look. Uh, Nick Francis will be back next week to do a final Game of Thrones review. Uh, 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 I've taken Monday off next week to watch it live. Have you? Yeah. I'm tempted to watch it live. Why don't you? What? And still rock in? You're probably more fresher than you are now. Well, I saw a couple of I saw a couple of spoilers. Oh no! Don't take it. No, 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 no. Before the last episode. Oh, you did. I hate that. Just, just Monday morning Twitter. So awful. And obviously, I can't avoid Twitter for the job. So yeah, I'm gonna have to watch it live. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. You're gonna have to. It's gonna be a good one though. Did you enjoy the last one? You didn't enjoy it. Can we talk about it? Yeah, it's. Wednesday. Stop listening now. Yeah, stop listening now, it. yeah. I was just like, really? She's going she's gonna to kill everybody just because just cause her friend Cause died. Because it got, got, got beheaded. Fire and Come brimstone. I, yeah, I didn't buy Burn it, the mate. whole down. They're trying to do too much in too, do you not think too every, short do you not space think you're, time. Do you not think you're becoming a little bit... Everyone's going a bit more analytical and a bit more, you know, yeah, connoisseur. It's like the, bar, the first the, ones no, were no, great. Yeah, like, everyone the bar, thinks the bar's been raised now. too high, but you, there's been a definite dip in quality from like season six onwards. Definitely, okay. that has it as a spectacle. Mm. It's it's beyond anything I've ever seen on TV. I mean, yeah. I think it's amazing. Yeah, the the burning of the city was unbelievable. Fantastic. The the hound in the mountain, awesome, fat, incredible. But the dialogue and the storyline have just gone farcical for me. Mm. Yeah, I was sad that Cersei got killed. That's it. Yeah, and they've tr- crammed all these massive deaths into one episode. Spoiler there, but <laughs> <laughs> all these deaths in one episode, amazing moments. But you just need to spread them out a bit more. There's no mm. long-term planning in it because they're not taking it from the. Book. And it's such a short series it's as well. It's like yeah, six yeah, or yeah. seven. Whereas if you made it like nine or ten, exactly. I don't, I don't been... know why they haven't done that. Um, well, they're the... probably under pressure from HBO to make well, it and make it quickly. You see, since it's all about the money. They've just lost it a bit since the books. But mm. I did. I didn't buy Daenerys doing that. Maybe a little bit of fire, and then she, yeah, she come yeah, to I her did. senses. But half an hour later, they kept cutting outside, I know, and the dragon's still there, yeah. sniffing around. But we never saw her face again. No. So she's yeah, weird. And no, no Sansa in that episode either. Not not even. Yeah. Um, no. And the Bron. white horse at the end was quite interesting. Yeah, it was an interesting moment. I feel like Ari Ari's maybe gone back to being a good girl. Then maybe yeah. she's had a nastiness in her, and that was kind of like going back into the innocent. I think I think Brown might have had something to do with that as well. Yeah, I have to see. Yeah, anyway, massive off tangent. Here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. Back onto walls. Back on walls. You can you can you can um, uncover your ears. Uh, last one, Dan Mason. Good question. If you could go on holiday with any of the current squad, where would you go and why? Love it. Mm. Love it. Um. I'm thinking now. Uh, I mean, Cody's got to be up there just for crack. Cody for crack. Um, Not cocaine. Just yeah, I, I don't think we need to point that out. Yeah. Um, see, so we're in, do you want to go with Zhao? Well, yeah, because no, well, yeah, I mean, we do get on really well. He's already asked me this summer, but um, I'm busy. <laughs> um, I, um, I mean, Nuno would be the most interesting one yes. to go with because for hit for me, if he, he comes out of his shell, he's the most interesting character. Mm. And I'd finally get an interview. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'm, pl- I'm employed by the Express and Star, so 
I'd like to go with someone really rich who's going to pay. So I think Patricio and Martino are the richest. Yeah. Yeah, not a lot, not a lot of English being spoken, though, dialogue-wise. You might struggle. That's fine. I'll just stick my headphones on. Really? I tell you, I think it'd be good crack, even though you're yeah. probably like not, glam- not glitz and glamour. I would take Ryan Bennett mm-hmm. to Vegas. Yeah, decent shout. I think he's, he's he's got a lot of crack. I think he'd be quite good on the table. He'd be good on a night out. A good all-rounder. I think I think Benno would be the man. Yeah, a bit weird going on such a long trip with a bloke, though, isn't it? You'd be in Vegas. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Okay. Well, well, who do you want to take out? One of the... You know, you're taking one of the boys as well. You mean such a long trip? It doesn't matter how long the, how long the flight is. Yeah. It's no? a bit awkward. Well, you're not sharing a room. We can have separate rooms, man. Okay, all right. Yeah. Boys go boys go together with friends to Vegas, you know. <laughs> no, no, but not just two two men who never met. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. What with all those interviews that Zhao and, and Rui have given you this season? <laughs> yeah. Right, emails, 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 emails. Give me oh, some emails. Bear, bear. Uh, Richard Brook, we suggested last week that this will happen, and now it's here. Oh, a whopper of an email from Richard Oh, Brooke. yes. Uh, so, reached the end of the season. It seems only right to review the poddy and the fabulous content on offer. Thank you very much. If you'll indulge me, I'll offer you my version of Hot or Not from the oh. poddy for the season. I'll do it backwards. I want to deal with the not-so-hot first. So, predictions. So, we, we make predictions at the end of every um, episode yeah. for the next game. Um, having left, and uh, Richard continues, having been left on hold to some call centre or other, probably in Sandwell, Yeah, it got me thinking and I started listening to the podcast from the beginning of the season and soon established that for a couple of football journos, you are both a bit crap at predictions. Oof. Wow. That, that reminds me, do you remember that chap we saw at the end of last night and he said he listens every week and he goes, you two are a right pair of C-bombs. Oh, yes, he did, yes. From North Yorkshire he was. But you're not bad C-bombs. Yeah, yeah, he did. That was, That's it, the first thing he said to me, he said... You're a, you're a runt. Yeah, yeah. But you're, but you're a nice runt. Yeah. He said it twice to me. Mm. Then he grabbed you over to yeah. say it to you. Yeah. And then he said it again to both of us. Yeah. <laughs> Get the message. So goes point across. No, he's a good lad actually. He I'm was good. He's good value. I like him. Um, Couldn't get him on the podcast. I'd be editing for hours. <laughs> yeah, totally. So we started listening to the podcast from the beginning of the season and worked out our predictions, basically. That's um, unbelievable, Yes, I have too much time on my hands, he admits. Mm. Um, but you've had to go at predicting the result for 32 of this year's 45 games. Obviously not allowing for midweek matches. Okay. Doesn't sound right to me, but anyway. Yeah. If I award one point for the correct result and one for the correct score, Tim shades it with 16 points out of 64 available. <laughs> and Nathan gets 14. Oh, um, for the record, Nathan predicted... 14 Wolves wins out of 32 matches. Okay. Eight draws, nine defeats. And okay. I was fairly similar. That's not too bad then. So, yeah. Um, Ollie the Cat, he said, is one of the um, highlights of the season. Oh, really? In, okay. In, in Hot or Not. Okay. Thought the rant was a bit over the top. Um, Wegate. Oh, Wegate, yeah. that's that, that, That's that got a good chance of making the cut for next week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Live Poddies, of course. Mm-hmm. And finally, episode 91. The real reason for this mail, he says, Nathan's well-thought-out and extremely erudite response to Ollie the Cat. The only time he's been serious during the entire season. And he was bang on. I live in The Hague. Yes, we are big in The Hague. And get to games when I can. But having listened and watched the last two seasons from afar, the content you guys produce is excellent. And in this day and age, we should not undervalue the fact we get it for free. And some more nice stuff. That's very nice. So, a, lot, a lot of people said that last night, actually, which is very nice. And, yeah, it was nice. Go the yeah. extra mile. So thanks very much, Richard. We really appreciate that. No, that's top draw. I mean, goodness me. And all the lovely emails we get. 
Absolutely. Yes. Uh, we met Paul Mansell last night, one of our regulars. We did. I interviewed him outside Liverpool, actually. Uh, it says, thank you both for your excellent work this season, particularly with the podcast, which is all eagerly anticipated. Mm. Thank you very much. You both said the job is a privilege, but are you looking forward to a bit of a break? Or do you, like me, feel the summer break feels like it's stretching away forever in front of us? Do you look forward to a break? I am looking forward to a little bit of a break, actually. Um, discuss where we are at the weekend and then uh, I've got the championship playoff final so I've got to wait a couple of weeks before I can go away uh, but start of June I'm going to go away for for nine, eight or nine nights and that'll be that'll be my summer summer holes but I think you need I think you need a recharge I think everybody needs a recharge Massively. I think the fans need a recharge as well and I mean yeah. you guys spend so much money on, on I mean I've seen some of the figures this week six, seven, eight thousand pounds you know this season following Wolves I'm sure that you guys need a bit of a bit of a, a relax as well don't you think? Because yeah. it's bloody expensive. Yeah, really. Isn't it? Next, it really and, is. Yeah, and next season. Will and be you can understand ridiculous. people saying, oh, they feel bad because they're not going to China. It's like, goodness me, like, you know, of all the things, and you've got European trips this year, it's just going to get more and more. And, and I just hope that, I don't think they, they they will do, but that that the honest fan you know, isn't priced out of it. Well, you know, people scoffed at Man City not selling out for the FA Cup semi final, but I'm sure that if Wolves were playing that many games a season, then yeah. they'd be in exactly the same situation. Mm. It's very expensive to watch football these days. Tis. Which is why free podcasts are appreciated. Absolutely. Right? Um, Craig Maudsley says, How did Patricio manage to go from a dreadful kicker to an accomplished kicker? Um, was the first half of the season done for a bet? He suggests. Um, <laughs> That's okay. I think he's just gone safe. He goes down the middle. He's not hitting he's, a man, is he? No, so much. It's but... more floated, yeah. safe kicks mm-hmm. rather than trying to find a perfect pass to the flank and getting it wrong. Mm-hmm. I think it's the right thing to mm-hmm. do. A um, couple more. Thomas Duffy. Oh, Duffmeister. Duffman. Um, I'm a bit concerned he's stalking me um, because I got home on... Thursday or Friday last week, a very, very long day. Yeah. 12 hour day, actually. Uh, parked up in my private apartment block, which is gated. Oh, hello. Um, no, it's like, there's like. No, the, don't give it the bigger. No, it's not just my. Yeah, yeah. It's a block of apartments, but there's a gate to get in, which okay. is pretty standard, mate. <laughs> so, um, anyway, I'm parked up, got yeah. out of my car. Yeah. Who's there? Duffman. Oh, Duffmeister. <laughs> I was like, have you what got a legend? Um, and I think he's got a mate who lives in there. Anyway, absolute legend. Yeah, we had a chat for a while. Uh, he told me how tired I look, which was nice. Right. Um, it had been a long day. Anyway, um, his question is, he's emailed us to say, my question is, if Man City win the FA Cup final and with the amount of potential players on international duty on the summer, do you think this will impact on potential player departures slash arrivals as they would be needed for the qualifiers? Right. So is recruitment going to be brought forward, basically? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think so. Okay. I don't, because they don't... You can't change the market. The transfer market tends to move quite slowly and mm-hmm. then pick up pace towards the end of the summer. Yeah. So they'll have, they'll have targets in mind. I know they've been working hard on it for a while anyway. You know, the season stops now, but not for the guys behind the scenes in the recruitment team. This is this is when it gets busy now. Sure. So. But with players going away on international duty, summer tournaments, a lot of these things don't pick up until the late summer. Yeah. Transfer windows early August, which helps. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we'll notice much difference. The, the Wolves aren't a club that rush signings for, for the sake of it, are they? So. No, of course not. Absolutely not. Uh, good stuff. And we've got... Do you know, we could do a whole podcast on emails, mm-hmm. but we haven't got time. However, um, we had a special guest last week. We did. A special visitor. We did. To Express and Star Towers. Yes. Would you like to take up the story of Gerardino Gambone? So, Gerardino, who 
who we've, we've read a lot of emails out before. He lives in the Philippines, lovely guy. Lives in the Philippines, and he's been talking. He sends us, sends us some amazing uh, pictures from what he finds in the supermarkets, wild and wacky stuff. And uh, he's been on about for a while now, uh, coming to bring us some some incredible Filipino rum to ENSHQ. We thought it was a bit of a joke, bit of a lie at first. However, last week, um, got a call from reception. Gerardino's in reception! He's there. He's in, he's in ENS Towers uh, with his lovely wife and, and, and his beautiful daughter. And uh, unfortunately, we were so busy at that time, and you were crazy busy. I think we had a lot. We were just about to go to the uh, to the press conference as well, so you couldn't come down. But dash down. I'd love to spend some more time with him. But I think he, I think he's still here for another another three or four days, um, and has given us two fantastic bottles of rum. Um, and um, I think Tim, you'll you'll tweet a picture out later on. I think I took a little picture with him. But what what a top man! Uh, loves the wolves. Is here for quite a long time. And um, yeah, just just a lovely, lovely bloke, and, and so enthusiastic and, and grateful for what he's seen, you know, here and abroad. Have you drunk the drunk the rum yet? I have not. But the missus the missus was going to have a little tipple the other night actually. So it, it, looks, looks, it looks fantastic. It does look fantastic. Yeah. I mean, he probably says about four or five quid over there, but I mean, it's... <laughs> no, we're mass like that's to take a, it all, take all the bring it all from Philippines. Yeah, it's, hand it's, luggage. It's massively appreciated. Yeah, and he's a good guy, and we'd love to get him on actually some point just to come yeah, and say hello. Yeah. So, and if you are passing, then give us a shout, and hopefully, we won't be as busy, and uh, we'll come down and take him for a coffee. Definitely, what a ledge! What a ledge! Absolutely. Uh, right, couple of things to finish off the podcast. We will go for. I know you're waiting for it, and I did forget it last week. I nearly did again this week, but we have. It's abuse of the week. Abuse. Oh, yeah. so it's okay. It's the absolute week. Kaka. <laughs> oh, still getting a few people looking round from, oh, the, from, the, from the office. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> still looking round. Um, abuse of the week, mm. Mr. Tim Spears. Tim Spears. Abuse of the week. I know where this is going to come from um, due to a certain tweet that you sent out last night after um, a certain a certain team down the road got knocked out of the playoff semi final. It's not as bad as last year. I'm sorry, everybody, but the Baggies fans have let us down. No, no. Actually, what? Um, so last year, yes, people may remember probably the best abuse of the week ever. I stuck out a tweet that during the end of season awards, Albion were relegated that night. I think they lost to Swansea. Yeah, and. We were all eating dinner and a champagne cork was popped and the whole room looked round and everyone started cheering and it was because Albion had been officially relegated. So I just took a tweet out saying that that had happened and the abuse was astonishing. I literally just said what had happened. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't on the wind-up, although maybe I was. Um, but it was phenomenal. I mean, it was abuse that we could, we could, we could design a mug out of. <laughs> Coincidentally... Still available for purchase. During this season's awards, Albion were at it again. Losing an important match. <laughs> um, so uh, They're going to take that sound bite and they're going to listen, they're going to play it in the dressing room next year. Well, if, if they're going to keep, you know, keep losing or getting relegated on the Wolves End Season Awards night, then they're going to get, it's going to get mentioned, baby. So it was mentioned You're on stage. You're not getting into the Hawthorns in FA Cup draw, was, by the way. It's not, I'm just reporting what's happening. Yeah. Right? So it was mentioned on stage, Jackie Oatley said, because mm. everyone was, everyone was, um, Watching the shootout, watching, yeah, on, watching on the penalties. Yeah, it was happening after the awards. Just after the awards started, it was a bit distracting. Mm-hmm. I could hear a bit of a buzz around the around the audience. Yeah, like people weren't concentrating on what was going on. Unlike so, the raffle. So Jackie Oatley stepped in and said, um, <laughs> <laughs> "said uh, just so, just in, in case you need to know, you may be interested to know that West Bromwich Albion have lost in the playoffs." To yeah, Aston Villa. big cheer went up. Just about the biggest cheer of the night as I stuck out on Twitter, mm. um, and then everyone replied saying, "Here comes the abuse." 
Uh, but not really, just a couple. Uh, Jonathan Ellis says, I'm a silly uh, C-U-N-T. Which is lovely. Kitman Pat. Kitman Pat was no quiet. No, no quiet, okay. Nothing from him. Uh, Rami says, my mate Rich hates you. I'm starting to understand why. And Rich then says, the biggest report of Tim's no-mark career is the Albion. Oh, hello. Uh, that's about it though, mate. Mm. Sorry. Really? Yeah. Oh, I could have given you loads from what people say about you last night face-to-face. <laughs> um, do, you, uh, do you have any? No, no, no. People love me. It's fine. You're the, you're the demon in, in, uh, in, this, in this duo. Look, I mean, we are getting together for one last time. Getting the band together for one last time this season, Tim. Yeah. Um, it is Manchester City versus Watford, and I can exclusively reveal that Mr. Tim Spears and Mr. Nathan Judas shall be present at the FA Cup final. We're going to be reporting uh, on a game that, that the Wolves aren't involved in. Yes, for the first time ever. For the first time ever, but a huge game. Uh, we are we are going to be there. We're going to be bringing you coverage um, from a Wolves point of view, I guess, and you can understand the uh, the team that we shall be cheering for on the day. So we're going to do a Facebook Live uh, pre-game, so we'll be able to answer your questions. We'll be giving you a um, tweeting throughout, obviously, and then we'll be doing some videos afterwards, speaking to some fans, and hopefully, fingers crossed, we will have a, a memorable two-shot outside Wembley, and we'll be celebrating Wolves in Europe. Let's hope so. Yeah. Hey, you know, privileged to be there. If I got final huge occasion, it's obviously got a massive um, bearing on Wolves's immediate future. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a huge game in Wolves's future, even though they're not playing. So yeah, got to be there. Absolutely. So hopefully you'll tune in. Hopefully you'll follow us on the day. Uh, it's going to be a really fun afternoon, and uh, I think I'm I'm fairly confident that we'll we'll get the right result. But if we if we don't and Watford win, then we're going to look like a right pair. Yeah, and we'll leave. We'll leave pretty sharp. We will leave pretty sharp. It might not be a two shot. Um, but yeah, I would. I'd, personally, I'd give. Like I said, I think I said earlier, I, it's probably about an eighty twenty split. Mm. The way that Watford have capitulated. I would say ninety ten. Okay. Yeah. However, yeah, it's Watford could win. But yeah. I, don't, I don't think they will. Um, so it is Wembley. Me and you will be there. It is Manchester City against Watford. Tim Spears, would you like a prediction, please, Mr. Timothy Spears? Interesting. Timothy Spears, three uh, one City. 3-1 City never in doubt or you get a little bit of um, no, nervousness. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> to finish this podcast. Good God. How do people coming back listening to this rot? <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, man. Okay, yeah, 3-1. <laughs> Couldn't wait for another 20 seconds before I do my sign-off. <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm going to say 4-0 I think it's a rout I think it's an absolute rout Um, looking forward to it myself and Mr Timothy Spears shall be at Wembley this Saturday to see Wolves fingers crossed be in European football from Timothy Spears from myself have a great weekend take care bye bye